Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, and I'm here every week to break down all the things that are happening on Bravo and, of course, across pop culture. And we've taken a week off from our Bravo breakdowns uh, because of Memorial Day. And so we've got so much to cover on Real Housewives of New Jersey. We've got Summer House coming up, two explosive reunions to talk about. So all of that. And then, you know, we also have, we're in now, I think episode five of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I've just got to say, I am not feeling this season. I don't know how you guys are doing. I'm not like, I'm not getting a lot. I was like trying to take notes through these last couple of episodes to recap with all of you here. And I'm not feeling it. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to watch it, but I don't think that I have a lot to recap. So this is a bit of a announcement or PSA that I think we're going to pause on recapping Real Housewives of Atlanta because quite frankly, I think Real Housewives of Atlanta might need a pause itself. Um, you know, we've, we just haven't gotten a lot. Like in episode four, it was all about this Birmingham trip and leading up to Kenya for the halftime show. And it was just kind of lackluster. I'm really worried that this is not the cast. You know, we don't have Portia. We don't have a Phaedra. We don't have a Nini. We don't have a Kim. We don't have these like juggernauts. And I get it. Like Candy is our matriarch. She's one of the longest running housewives. She's very successful. She's got a lot going on. But I'm not like loving what's going on with her story. I just don't feel like she's got a story. And... You know, they had, Marlo finally has her peach, and last season we were excited to have Marlo have a peach, but now, I don't know, it's like, it's not working for me. Marlo, as a full-time housewife, maybe doesn't work. Maybe she needs to be a friend of, maybe she brings friend of energy, and as a full-time, I just don't know. I feel like she's trying too hard, kicking Kenya's door and doing all of these things. It was like... It, it just feels like too much and I'm not getting it. I'm not resonating. Drew's storyline. I think that like when we get into Drew's divorce, we're going to get into something, but we already know that the divorce announcement came after they stopped filming and they had to like Vanderpump rules had to pick up cameras again, just to get like reaction shots to the divorce. So we're going to go through this whole season, not talking about that. And that just feels a little, it's like the Jen Shaw of it all. It's like we watched Salt Lake city knowing that she ended up changing her plea, but watched a whole season of her talking about how she was innocent. And it was just, it didn't, it didn't resonate. And Sanya is, I don't know, guys, I, I feel like the online reactions are mixed, but I, I'm not getting it. I don't see her as a housewife. I'm not getting housewife energy from her. She's not bringing anything to me. And I said this last, the, on the last Bravo breakdown, when we recapped, um, Atlanta is Kenya I miss the villain Kenya. Like, where's the Kenya that was on The Apprentice and was just like a bitch to everyone and was backstabbing and doing all of these things. And now she's like, she's trying to be like, I'm successful. I'm a mother. I, you know, am 
doing the halftime show. I've got all these things and none of it really reads authentic. And then honestly, like when there is drama, it kind of feels like she's sitting on the sidelines for it. And so I just, I don't know, guys, I'm not, I'm not loving Atlanta. And I, I was like looking at my notes, trying to prepare for this episode. And I was like, you know, I don't know that there's a lot there. So it doesn't mean that I won't like drop into Atlanta here and there on these moving forward, but I think we're going to hit pause on Atlanta uh, recaps at least. And I'm still going to tune in. I'm still going to watch. We'll still kiki online and on the socials about it. Um, if, if good things are kind of happening, we'll drop back in on the, on the episodes here. But I feel like Atlanta for me needs a pause. I don't have a lot to, more to say on that. Um, or at least on this season. So, and we're gearing up for what, you know, Andy Cohen at least is promising is going to be a Real Housewives of OC, like coming back true to form. And I'm excited for that. Um, and then also, I think the other thing is we're coming off of like all of this Scandaval and the Vanderpump Rules reunions. And it's just like, there's so much meat on these bones. And by the time we get to Atlanta, I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm not, I'm bored. I'm just bored guys. And so, and house Jersey for me is like firing on all cylinders, the summer house reunion. I have lots of thoughts on, um, I just don't have a lot for Atlanta. So I hope that doesn't disappoint, but we're going to, we're going to pause on that for now. Um, but I will say, and like I said, I'm still going to watch Atlanta, but I will say if you're not watching on summer, you're not watching summer house, Martha's vineyard, which follows Atlanta every summer or Sunday, also every summer, um, uh, follows the Atlanta episodes every Sunday night. Uh, you're sleeping on that because that is something to watch. It is wild the way that they're like voting house members out. It's like watching an episode of Survivor. It's there's like so much going on, and we have like these new characters like constantly coming in, and I'm like. I really feel like there's a lot going on there. And so I'm really enjoying it. I think it's going to be a pretty short season. So it's easy to sort of catch up if you haven't yet uh, dipped in. But I would say do that because that's something that I could see, you know, recapping in the future um, right here on The Gist. So um, let's move on from Atlanta and our Sunday night energy and right into summer house so as i said we took a week off so we got both the finale and the reunion part one and a couple of notes from the finale you know obviously carl and danielle come back to the house for the final party there's tons of tension um you know it's it's like everyone's like oh we're so happy you're back but also like you can like see them physically shaking because they're like oh god this what's what's this gonna do um, we see the breakdown of Maya and Oliver. We find out that Oliver was cheating. She's like acting weird with him. Try I don't know why she was like trying to protect him. If he's cheating on her, it's like, why did she just say like, Hey, you're cheating on me. Don't come to this party, you know, screw off. And instead it's like, she's, she's just like pretending that he is fine. And then keeps being like, are you mic'd up? Are you mic'd up? Because I need to talk to you, but not on camera. It's like, yeah, girl, talk about it on camera. That's why you're on the show. So I got a little over Maya. Um, 
I think that like she's either got to dip in and go like, I'm here to put my life on the show or I'm not. And I feel like maybe she's showing us that she's not willing to do that. Um, so that's kind of what happened with Maya. Ciara, or Ciara is uh, dressed as an avatar, which, you know, she always brings the costumes. Nothing will go down better than Karma Brown uh, because, bam, Karma Brown was the star of this season. But, you know, she really killed it with her avatar. Um, and I feel like there's not a lot uh, with Ciara. And I'll get to that a little bit in the reunion when we get there. But she kind of had a, a bit of a lackluster season. Like she didn't have a lot going on, you know, she wasn't throwing glasses. She wasn't, you know, having any kind of like real moments that we were talking about outside of Karma Brown. So um, I think she's got some work to do. The uh, we see Paige and Craig, they talk about uh, how they were thinking that they were moving on the like fast track to engagement. And then ultimately Craig's like, I think after talking to you, it sounds like maybe the next step for us is like moving in, but then it's like sort of moving in. So he's like, I'll bring like two state suitcases next time I see you to like leave some things behind. And, you know, maybe that's what, where we start and see if this works and spend more time together in the city and, you know, see how things progress from there. Um, because it sounds like that's what, page once and so it seems like they're on the same page as they're moving uh forward um and then we you know uh, kyle and amanda kind of are kyle and amandaing they're just kind of like doing their thing i don't and there was no real notables for me for them um but then obviously the big boiling point is danielle and Lindsay have their talk and so they're both like we want to talk we want to talk this out or at least danielle did carl wanted uh lindsay to and she's like oh yeah i will talk to her but she was like fired up she was clearly like going in to be like i'm gonna go just like shut this bitch down and they do and they finally talk and they're like cheersing and uh, as a group and then danielle's like you know this is what i missed doing around your engagement and I wish that like we could have celebrated that a little bit more and I'm sorry that we like didn't and that talk just you know it's like Lindsay's so cold she's like stoic and she's just like has no emotion she's clearly pissed Danielle's like trying to get breakthrough and she's like no girl like I'm not bending on anything that you're gonna say to me right now which then Danielle starts getting raveled up and upset and that just explodes into a horrible ending for them. You know, ultimately like Danielle's like, it feels as though like now we're done. And, you know, Lindsay's like, uh, we've been done a long time. Um, so that was like surprising for Danielle. She was obviously hurt by that comment and, you know, Lindsay's like, you've already ruined the weekend for my husband. And Danielle's like, oh, you're already married. Like, gosh, uh, you know, skipping the wedding or something. And Lindsay's like, yeah, you're not going to be invited to. And Danielle's like, yeah, great. Uninvite me. Like, no problem. And then Lindsay like slams the door and goes outside. And instantly Danielle like turns the corner and sees that the, like all the house is standing there and they rush to her side. She like breaks down crying, hits the floor. Everyone's there to support her. They're like, we were listening to that. Like it was horrible. Um, 
you know, they are clearly team Danielle. Most, most of the house is team Danielle. I feel like Amanda, I remember if Amanda was there, I think she was, but you know, Kyle sort of works the middle. Um, he was outside with Carl and Lindsay and, um, you know, the, the thing that I outside, you know, it's like Danielle's crying and she's like, you know, devastated that she just heard her, what she thought was her best friend say that they were done and that they've been over for a long time and that she's not invited to the wedding and like a lot of really like hurtful things. And then meanwhile, Lindsay's outside with Carl, like being like, oh yeah, we talked, it didn't go well. And she's like, yeah, she just hated that I was so chill. And it's like wouldn't call it chill, but she hated that you had no emotion in the fact that you were like losing your friendship. And, um, you know, I think, you know, and then, uh, Danielle, I think was in the confessionals talking about how she's like, I thought we'd recover. And now I realize like, this is unrecoverable and she's getting choked up and, you know, she really, she lost a friend. Um, and so she's kind of, like done like she went into her room she's like sobbing still in the bathroom her other friends are there to come to like check on her and basically put her to bed and then everyone else sort of like got down to their bathing suits or um their underwear and everyone jumped in the pool and it was kind of the end of the summer um and that was that was the finale. That was kind of like the highlights of the finale with the with the main folks that were taking center stage. Um, but then we opened the reunion this last week, and man, it was icy in that room. It's like everyone just like no one's looking at each other. No, it's unclear who even likes each other at this point. It's so strange like as andy's like doing his intros it just you could i could feel the tension in the room of like people just not wanting to be there and it was it was so it was crazy and uh, one note is gabby and amanda they both like had no voices they were like both hoarse from whatever it was that they were doing the night before apparently like i would i'd be interested to know what what that looked like um, because they were like, it was like, wow, you guys didn't plan for the fact that you're going to be on this reunion on national television, um, because you guys couldn't keep it, uh, keep it together. And, um, you know, so a lot of this first part and, you know, it is, it was explosive. Like there was a lot of things happening, a lot of things coming out. Uh, you know, Paige came activated. She was ready to go for Carl and Lindsay. She was like, she had like worked up her lines. She was like, you could just feel her fire. Um, and the, the thing that I felt like this entire first part was though, is it was, it felt like it was talking about a lot of things that didn't happen on the show. So there was a lot about, you know, uh, various articles that were written and, you know, people are like, oh, well, Lindsay obviously knew she was getting engaged because like there was a people article. And then there was like some other article that happened from Kyle and Amanda's wedding about Craig getting kicked out, which is why Paige is activated. And she's like, I know that came from you guys. Like you, like we know that Lindsay, you 
spin stories and you sell them to the press because you're in PR and that's what you do. And so we know it's you that's putting this stuff out there. And there was blind items about Kyle cheating on Amanda again. And, you know, so they address that. But all of these things that they're talking about, none of it happened on the show. It's like stuff that happened on Twitter and stuff that happened in blogs and stuff that happened on podcasts and in interviews. And it's like, uh, guys, we're not talking about what that happened in the season. We're supposed to be recapping the season. And the reason that this cast is like so divided, it has nothing to do with what we watched go down. And so it was, I'm worried. I'm worried about what that means because how does this cast like come back together for one? And I don't know the answer to that. I think that they can, but I don't know if like what they're doing outside of the show and outside of the house is like taking more of the center stage of what's going on with these people that we know as characters who are now celebrities and you know, it's like all this drama is playing out in the media. And that's what then the reunion becomes is talking about that instead of like being able to like tie it back to the storylines and the show in any kind of way. And it's like, if this story came out about Craig at Kyle and Amanda's wedding, why didn't Paige bring that into the house? Or why wasn't that discussed over the summer? And so it's like, we didn't talk about any of these things. And instead we like kept it all in until the reunion. And so while it was very, you know, uh, explosive and there was a lot of things happening, a lot of back and forths, uh, a lot of ping pongs, it was stuff that just didn't play out on the show. So it felt a little disconnected. I, I loved it. I was watching every minute of it. Um, and by the way, would love it in an uncensored version on Peacock, um, note to Peacock. Uh, but I, I just am like, what, how, where do we go from here? And so I think, and you know, this is the thing too, is, uh, Bravo released their press release of all of their upcoming shows for the upcoming, what they called the 23 to 24 season. And so, you know, we've got winter house on there, which we know has already been filmed, We've got, um, you know, a lot, all the shows that are coming. And so you see all the housewives that are coming still in the next year. And it's an announcement of some new shows that are coming. We've got this, the Sonia uh, Luann spinoff show, which looks phenomenal um, as a side. If you haven't seen that trailer, it's like the simple life on crack. And it looks so good. Like I kind of thought it was going to be a snooze the trailer tells me otherwise. So I can't wait for that. Um, sounds very wild, but I, um, but, uh, and Bravo folks have noticed that, you know, ultimately summer house was not on that list. And I didn't know if that was because they were, you know, potentially like just coming off of the season and that's why it wasn't on the list. And so it's not going to air until, after 2024 but then i was like well that doesn't actually make sense so i'm i am wondering if like bravo's kind of put them on a bit of a pause or if they're like we don't really know where we go because everything we talked about at the reunion didn't happen on the show and now we're gonna what put them back in the house to talk about more stuff 
that now happened at the reunion, but didn't happen on the last season of the show. And then it's like, by the time we get to the next reunion, are they all going to just be talking about more stuff that happened off the show? So I think they're at a bit of a crossroads and I understand why. So I, I love all of these people, but I just sort of feel like we don't have a lot of room to go anywhere with them right now. And so that's that. And then I, I mentioned Sierra a little bit is like, Sierra was just sort of, again, like sitting there and, you know, she was a, she was a key player in the previous season. And this season is just not flying in any kind of way. Like she just sort of doesn't have anything. She didn't really bring a lot to the show. And, you know, there was like some talk about Gabby not really liking her. And, you know, that seemed like that could have been something that we could have actually talked about from the season. But Sierra just sort of like shrugged it off. Like it was no big deal. And so it didn't feel like we went anywhere again with that. And so even when we tried to talk about things that happened in the season, it felt like it was falling flat. We also learn, you know, Danielle shares that like there was this big fight in Montauk with Lindsay and Carl and Carl took like a Uber home from Montauk, which we learn is like, you know, a $500 Uber. And, you know, they're like, this is no, this is no small issue. Um, and it just, it didn't, uh, it just didn't go anywhere and Andy's like well why didn't you bring that out on the show and Daniel's like because I was trying to protect the relationship like they got in this huge ultimate fight where they were like essentially broken up Carl's taking you know a four-hour uber home and it's like that was bad and that's why I was thinking that they were rushing things because all of a sudden they're talking about engagement after this like massive fight and so that was kind of Danielle's point. But again, none of it came out in the show. And I think producers have to either force this stuff out of them or maybe it's maybe it's run its course. I don't know. So um, and then I guess the only other really like notables, you know, Carl talks about he admits he you know says I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict and I will always be that. And um you know, they talk a little bit about like Lindsay getting back into drinking and like how that's impacting their relationship. And um, we flash back to the night that Lindsay is belligerent in the house and starts like screaming at Carl. And so that's, um, I think we're, you know, we're going to get more into that in this next episode. And then the other thing, and again, something that happened off camera, but everyone's going about like how Lindsay's so rude to all the producers and uh apparently she like threw her shoe at one of the producers and i'm like okay where's the shoe and why where was the camera because like needed to see that on film um so we hear that we also heard that um and you know Lindsay's like i'm not rude i'm not rude and Paige is like andy even had to reprimand you at BravoCon because of how rude you were being to his staff and andy's like oh god like he clearly doesn't comment on it, but he also didn't deny that. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious. I would like to, I would like to see more of that. Maybe we need to follow them around just more in their lives and, and get that. But yeah, I don't know where we're going with summer house, but I will definitely be tuning in for this next part of the reunion, um, which we will of course talk about next week. Um, and then moving right into, uh, New Jersey, so the previous week, um, we had wedding special, um, Teresa gets married and 
you know, it was, it was a lovely wedding special. Um, I had seen some people online being like, I feel like Teresa's wedding, like lead up or the wedding special should have been like a three parter and, or a spinoff or something. And it's like, after watching it, I was like, I get why it wasn't like it, there wasn't a lot there. Um, it was very lovely. There was a lot of really touching moments. Um, you know, obviously the big thing is like Joe and Melissa aren't coming to the wedding. The girls are upset, uh, that, you know, he didn't even call to tell Teresa personally. Um, and she, she found out through Dolores. And so, you know, Gia says in a confessional, like we're completely done. Like now that he didn't come, like it, it's clear, like we just have no relationship with him anymore. Um, you know, I love one of my notes is just why is Louis so red all the time? <laughs> I think last time I talked when we were talking about the finale, I think I called him a blueberry that looks like he's about to pop. Um, he is just so red and it's like, I don't understand what's happening. Is he, is he doing that in a tanning bed? Is he just spending too much time outside and he's never heard of sunblock or is this like something I, I don't understand this like red color that he is. It's, it's wild. Um, so then we're, you know, we're seeing everybody get ready and Teresa's got this like wild face mask on and she's like taking calls and she's like reading texts and she's like doing things and we're watching this. I was like, my God, this is why I do love Teresa is cause she will just put it all out there. She doesn't care if, you know, people see her in the worst light. She doesn't care the things that she does. She gets caught in lies all the time and says words that don't even exist in the English language. And like, this is what makes her funny and makes her fun to watch because she's like, she's, she's got this wild thing on her face, just like filming her scene. Um, I think that's, I think that's great. Jennifer comes into the room. She gives her this really thoughtful gift. Um, and then I also was like, wow, Jennifer's hair is so high. Like, I didn't realize that from pictures when I saw the wedding. It's like almost as high as Teresa's. And then Teresa's getting her uh, hair done. And then I was like, oh, right. Um, it is it is really high. But I also had like a mixed reaction because I was like, I don't, I started being like, it's not that high. It's not as high as I remember. Um, and I was like, am I just like immune to it now? Cause I remember seeing the first photo of it and being like, oh my God, this is a wild look. But now I feel like I've seen the photos so many times that it just looks normal. And is that, is that a problem with me or is that like where everyone else is at? I'm, I am actually curious. Cause like, I really was like, wow, I, I mean, everyone else's reaction when they saw it was like, oh, it's so, uh, beautiful and it's great. And, um, and then, you know, reaction shots of like people being like, wow, her hair is like too high and maybe it needs to come down a little. And how do you sell, tell someone that? And it's like, but it's also Teresa and like, it makes sense. And I don't know it, but I was like, I was like, it's actually not that bad. Like with the crown on and stuff, it's like, it seemed like it all made sense, but I don't know. I, I, I did love that it was like its own storyline. Um, and you know, the girls are upset that like Joe comes up and you know, they start screaming, like, we don't want to talk about him. We're not ruining our mom's day. Like he's not here. Let's not talk about him. And I love these girls. They're just like, they're great. Um, and then we're, we're getting people arriving. It's like, 
it's like a BravoCon reunion. There's like so many Bravo stars there. And, uh, which I love, I think I always love like a good crossover. I love the amount of, uh, I love the amount of ways on Jersey. I've, I'm sure I've said this before that we call a woman's vagina. We call it like so many different things. Um, but Danielle had a great line. She had a couple of really great lines. That's what Danielle's really good at is she's great with these one-liners, but they're talking about how hot it is and it's an outdoor wedding and everyone's like sweating. And, uh, uh, Danielle says the chuchinis and the chikinis are dripping. <laughs> like, I don't know what the chuchini is and I don't know what the chikini is, but I can take guesses and who knows, maybe I'm wrong on both accounts, but love it. I love all of these, like. I love all this, these phrases that we're using. Um, and then uh, the other one-liner that Danielle uh, said when she saw Teresa's hair is she's like, you know, based on the phrase, like the higher the hair, the closer to God. She's like, at this point, she's like, God's looking up at her. It was so good. It, I like laughed out loud. I belly laughed. I mean, that's what Danielle's great at. Love her addition to the show. Um, and then they're like, they go to the reception after the ceremony, very, very sweet ceremony, good vows, all of that stuff. Margaret, by the way, was like sobbing uncontrollably through the whole thing. She later in a, in a confessional said she was crying because she was realizing like that Joe wasn't there and how horrible that was. And that was what made her cry. And I'm like, way to ruin like the one sort of empathetic positive thing we saw in you this season. Cause actually when I saw her crying, I was like, you know, that's what Marge is good for. It reminded me when she brought Teresa the wreath for her, when her mother died that they like put in the ocean and, you know, it was like a really sentimental thing. And it's like, there are times where I get glimpses of Marge and I'm like, yeah, she's, she's great. She, but then to have that be her narrative of why she was crying, it was like, no, you, you didn't get me on that one again. Um, but then the other piece that was like so crazy of the show is the food. So they all go in for the reception and they're like showing these like massive buffets of food. And I mean, so much food. It's like macro, like these trays that are like as long as my dining table of like macaroni and cheese. And then there's like chicken Parmesan and there's like towers of food. And I mean, it was so much food. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I mean, that sound it's all like looks incredible and what a, what a spread. And then we learned that that was just the pre-reception and that people are going to move in for the plated dinner. I was like, if that's not the most Italian thing, I mean, it was so epic. And I was like, how did anyone, I mean, clearly there had to have been so much food wasted at that event because there was so much of it. It was like, it could have fed the entire state of New Jersey. So it was insane, the food. And then we learned Joe and Melissa have been posting horrible things on their socials all day about like like videos of them with like Melissa's family and being like, this is what true family is. And this is like the real like people. And they're, you know, making a lot of horrible comments. Louis losing his mind. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're moving into the post, uh, post pre-reception. So we're, I guess, moving into the the regular reception. 
And we see like there's a burlesque show because Teresa's like, I just wanted it to be really sexy. And so there's a burlesque show, which is like shocking everyone. There's like girls like dancing in martini glasses. It's it's wild. I mean, it's like a circus in there. And um, and then Margaret leaves. She like basically walks out before the seated the seated dinner and brings Jennifer Fessler with her and and her husband and you know and then also mentioned uh that her she told her mother not to come even though the mother I think was RSVP'd for the wedding so I'm thinking like okay look at all this food imagine the cost of the each plate per plate that's what they do or per person fees essentially what you get when you're hosting wedding and it's always like these crazy upcharges it's weddings are so expensive it's like you just walked out on four people's plates like that was probably a thousand bucks of like just decided not to stay and it's like that's trash either come or go and but don't like leave in the middle because you just feel like you can't support it or I don't know if you can't support it go but again you're crying hysterically at the wedding then you decide to leave midway through it makes just no sense um everyone gives their speeches you know the girls each gave a speech and I thought that they were really nice and you know she's married and they're both super happy and and that's it was a nice way to sort of end a pretty rough season um and so that was the, I guess, season finale slash postseason finale bridge to the reunion, which then we got the reunion. And we also know that after the finale explosive reveal of Melissa's cheating rumor and the fights that broke out there, we know that like at BravoCon, the cast uh, got separated because they were like, we can't have them on the same stage because these these people are so mad at each other that they're going to just it's going to be like the reunion if we put them out on BravoCon stage there was rumors going around that Teresa requested that she not be on the same stage with Melissa and Joe but that Andy has debunked that and said no producers made that call because they would have hashed things out like they would have had the fights that you're going to see at the reunion on the BravoCon stage and they didn't want that so um so everyone's kind of doing their arrivals and walking in and Melissa, my God, walks in with this like hood on as if she's Mike Tyson coming for the fight. And it's like so cheesy. And I mean, I wasn't feeling that look at all. She definitely was like, I'm ready to go to battle. Um, and she needs to, she needs to battle for a spot on the cast. And I don't know where that's going to land, but um, so everyone's getting there. It's as they're like going through all the intros and, you know, Andy does his like, how are you? How are you? And, um, it just keeps flashing to Marge and like the more that Marge like does Ozempic and, um, has gotten her teeth done so many times, but like something has happened to her mouth where it now like is bigger than her face somehow. Like it's almost as if it's almost as if her teeth are coming out bigger than the size of her head. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's insane. It's like something that like you would see in like It or, you know, the movie Smile. It's just like, it's so wild what she, <laughs> the way she looks. And she's just sitting there smiling ear to ear like the Joker. And it's, but it like also looks so inauthentic. She's like, hates everyone in that room. And she's just got this like fake smile and it's just like the biggest thing in the world. And I'm like, 
God, somebody like needs to go in and squish her her teeth in. She needs like the opposite of whatever an expander is for her jaw. It's like it's wild. It's a it's chilling actually. It's like that's a horror movie. Um, but I digress. Uh, Andy kicks off. You know, he's there to play mediator. So he, you know, asks Melissa and Teresa sitting on both sides of him, you know, what's the goal for today for each of you? Like, do you want to, do we want to mend things? Like, how do we want to proceed? And Teresa's like, I want to close this chapter. Like, I I want to be done. I want today to to be the last day that we see each other. And, uh, you know, Melissa's like, well, I want to end things peacefully. And then, of course, is starting to take swings instantly. And Teresa is like, yeah, I just, I want to cut the cancer like I did with my cousins. And I think, like, it's it's done. Like, today is going to be the final act. And, she, and then Melissa says some snide thing. And uh, Teresa's like, well, after today, I don't have to see you anymore, honey. And she's like, oh, where are you going? And she's like, I'm not leaving. You're leaving. And, you know, everyone can't, comes for Teresa because they're like, it's the Teresa show. And Teresa thinks that she's the show and she's going to like kick Melissa off. But it's also like Teresa does have storyline that Melissa doesn't have, which comes up at the reunion where like Melissa's like, um, all you have is us to talk about. And it's like, oh, that wasn't your good defense, Melissa, because you won't, like literally all of your scenes are talking about your relationship with Teresa and Teresa's family, it's like you and Joe have brought nothing, no storylines that have been real. Um, the music career that failed. And by the way, this is when Melissa was good on the show and we liked seeing that. But uh, the the fake sister that she was like, oh, I've got a long lost sister. I've got to find love how that just died on the vine. Like that was a no non-starter. And Teresa's like, uh, are you kidding me? I actually show my life on this show and I have things outside of you guys. And she's like, I had babies on this show. I got married on this show. I got divorced on this show. I went to jail on this show. And Melissa's like, oh, we're so proud of you for going to jail. Good for you. It's like, but Teresa has a point. I'm sorry. I know. I know people come for me because they're like, you're... Uh, I can't even... Tree hugger is what the, the fans call themselves. I'm not a tree hugger. I'm just like on the right side of normal. I think Teresa has done horrible things. I think Teresa is a, a crazy person. But at the end of the day, she's good TV. Like she is the show and she's not wrong. She brought she brings so much to that series. Melissa brings Teresa to that series. She brings her drama and the way she's feeling about Teresa and that's it. And there's nothing there's no more to say about that. I feel like it's an open and shut case. Um and so and the other piece is uh, Melissa tries, like, starts talking over Teresa at one point, and Teresa's like, no, no, we're not going to do that, honey. We're going to do this respectfully. You're not going to talk over each other. We're going to be like Beverly Hills. And Melissa's like, uh, you're not Beverly Hills. Like, far from it. <laughs> um, and then right off the bat, you know, Marge and Melissa are clearly in cahoots, and they've gotten their storylines together ahead of time. So they start talking about, like, that Louie wanted to date Alexia from uh, Real Housewives of Miami before she, he met Teresa and that he was just looking for a housewife to date. And since the reunion aired, there was actually like some things that have come out to prove that that was never the case. Um, Alexia was on a podcast a couple of years ago and talked about how she had met Louie. 
Um, but she was with her now husband at the time. And she was like, yeah, I met Louie a while ago and, and he had met my husband and we started talking at like a resort or something. And so she's like, I knew who Louie was, but he wasn't trying to date her. And I think that like, you know, again, Marge and Melissa, they will say anything to create a narrative to, to try to take Teresa down or to try to rile her up, which, you know, Teresa can take her own self down, unfortunately, when she gets too riled up. So we, we get that, um, you know, the other piece is that as it started getting into the reunion, it was like, cause it's very toxic. It's very dark. This reunion, I love it, but it's very dark. But there's so many rumors being thrown out. It's like, you know, the thing about Louis and Alexia. And there's there's so many things like that that people keep like throwing out and just saying over each other. It's hard to keep up as to like, wait, what was that rumor? Wait, you just said something about, you know, the, the next door neighbor. Like, and it, I could tell like Andy was like, I don't know what thing to to pull out and actually talk about. Because it was like, they'll just throw these accusations at each other and then it's like we don't ever talk about those things and also as i just said in summer house like maybe that's a good thing if that accusation wasn't part of the season like maybe we don't talk about it at the reunion because you can't just bring a bunch of new things to the table to try to actually assassinate someone's character you should bring things from the re from the show to prove your point from things that were brought up on the season that's like what we're that's good reunions that's when people bring the receipts and do all the things but i feel like what's starting to happen is that people are like we're gonna take down these people and so they bring out like everything they can find out of marge's arsenal and um, and I'm sorry, Rachel, I know you wanted to retire that word because you were so tired of hearing it, but Marge has an arsenal. Like she has all of this stuff and she was the one reaching out to random people to prepare for this reunion, to get information. And that's what is like, that's where it just comes off too dark and toxic is that it's like, don't just hurl things to assassinate someone's character that has no relevance to what we just watched on this on this last season and so i think that like it was almost good that andy couldn't keep up and that we couldn't figure out what everyone was kind of saying because we needed to just sort of move forward um but other things that we learned uh polly is not divorced so it came up about you know dolores and polly's relationship and I think Andy said, like, how long has he been divorced? And she was like, he's not. Um, and he's like, she's he's been separated for 14 years. And they just haven't gone through with all the final stuff, which they're doing now. Um, but there was no real reason to, uh, I guess, in the past. I don't fully understand that. But it doesn't sound like there's much on that. I, I could tell Marge was kind of like, ready to say something about it but i think dolores sort of shut it down i mean she's like oh yeah he's not and it's there's no real there 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 it's just a they've been separated for 14 years and that's that and so we kind of moved on from that i thought that was good um we talked obviously about danielle and her brother situation and you know people are like it's obviously more and she's like if it's more i don't know it and 
Like, this is what I know. I know that he, you know, we just sent him a gift. He sent it back. Like, he's very mad. And it does feel like he's obviously very mad for a reason, but we don't know what it is. And Danielle doesn't seem to either, but we learned that uh, uh, Danielle's grandmother had just passed away a couple of days, I think, before the reunion. And so she had said, she's like, actually, today's the wake, so I would have seen my brother there today. She's like, but tomorrow is the funeral, so I'm going to see him there. So we don't know. But we don't know if we'll, maybe they'll reconcile and maybe they'll talk and maybe they also will just keep their distance and not. Um, but what I did find interesting is she said, you know, uh, Andy had asked, like, do you think he's seen uh, you on the show? And she's like, well, Real Housewives of New Jersey was his favorite show. So she's like, I'm sure he's seen it. Um and that's like a really interesting little tidbit because it's like, okay, well, if it's his favorite show, producers are going to have no problem getting him on it, right? So I feel like that's in the air. I think we're going to get a Danielle brother and his wife potential introduction into the series. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then, you know, Mar Marge, uh, earlier I was like, everyone thinks that I'm a tree hugger. Um Marge at one point like goes to attack Teresa and is like, yeah, you and your tree stumps. Uh, and Teresa's like, what are you talking about? She And she like can't put two and two together that tree stumps is like supposed to be a dig at the tree huggers. And uh, Teresa's like, did you just call me a tree stump? <laughs> and Marge is like, no, no, you didn't get it, whatever. Um, I mean, I actually kind of found that funny that Teresa... <laughs> She pays no mind to these things. And again, she's got TV. I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, Rachel and Danielle have it out. They kind of fight over their same sort of ongoing fight about like what Danielle said. And then Rachel rehashed, repeated it to Marge and that it wasn't repeated in the wrong way. And, you know, even Andy was like, ultimately, I think that this is, you know, a really dumb fight and like, can you guys just get over it? And Dolores sort of steps in and is like, can you guys just make peace? And then like, tr and they're like, yeah, we can move on. And Dolores is like, okay, well then you guys should really truly move on and leave this fight in this season because like, it's so silly. And you guys are like creating this like war at each other, screaming at each other over something so minuscule. And, you know, I thought it was good. And so they ended with a truce and, We'll see, because I feel like they'll both probably be back. Um, so we learned that. Um, and then we start getting to the the point of, you know, talking about Teresa and Melissa and, like, talking about the kids and the Antonia comment that Teresa made on the bus, um, you know. And Teresa was like, I think Rachel set me up for that. And Rachel's like, I didn't. And she's like, you did. I've been on this show long enough. I know when, when I get a setup question and I shouldn't have answered it because you're friends with Melissa. You should already know whether or not Antonia and Melania are, are close. And you asked me that question to fire me up and for Melissa to get pissed off and say that I'm talking about the kids. And, you know, and then Melissa's going hard about like, you don't talk about the kids. Like this is, that's off limits. And like, I'm not going to be that aunt and all the things that she was saying. And she's like, I don't do the same to you. Like the way that your kids talk, they have hatred in their heart. And, you know, Teresa's like, they don't have hatred. Like, don't say my kids have hatred. Um, you know, they're, and 
Melissa's like, the only thing I talk about is that I want you guys to be civil and I want you, I don't want them to be impacted by the fights that we're having. And Teresa's like, yeah, no, but you also said that you're putting food on my kid's table and that you're doing all these things when you didn't. And Melissa's like, no, we never talked about the kids. And then of course, producers like, and Andy, Andy's like, well, you did talk about the kids. And Melissa's like, we didn't talk about the kids. And she's, and he's like, well, you did. And then of course, producers cut to the podcast where Joe, it's Melissa's podcast that Joe's on. And Joe's talking about how, you know, during Teresa checks in, they're putting food on the table because they filmed that and that they're doing all these things, which we, you know, learn that actually like they were only there when the cameras were rolling and they of course did anything for the paycheck. And Teresa's like, that's all you guys care about is like fame and the money. And she's like, the family has never come first. It, you guys are only there when there is a camera and that's the truth. And, you know, I love that Andy's also kind of calling them out because that's what we should do is like when someone's blatantly lying about something that's true to the storyline, Andy should step in and be like, no, that's, we all, we have the audio of you talking about the kids. And then, you know, Melissa's like, oh, but then Joe's like, you only, you're only there when you need us. And, um, we, when, uh, Gia went to college, you know, Joe packed her up and drove her to college and stuff. And then we, you know, people online went nuts with that. Cause it was like, okay, she literally went to college 45 minutes from her house. So I don't think it was this, like, we moved, got into a big moving van and moved you across the country. Like, he maybe was there to, like, take her to her first day of college, which was, or for the move-in weekend or whatever. But it was 45 minutes away. I mean, it's not out of his way. So I don't think he's winning any medals for that. But um, but that was really it from the first uh from this first part, I think that there's a lot more to come. Obviously, the guys have to come out. We're going to get the friends of to come out. Um, and obviously more to go with the uh, Melissa and Teresa of it all. And so we're going to see a lot of that. It looks like there's a lot of things that are going to be said about Louie, um, you know, making some claims and calling people's kids and threatening them and Rachel Fuda says that Jaden's biological mother was contacted by Louie and all of these things. So I don't know. It It's dark and that's where it gets like too dark. And I really hope that that's not the case, but we shall see. I will say this and I think, and I notice in Jersey, I think Andy's does this the worst, but I've noticed it in other places. I even feel like in Vanderpump Rules, he's kind of taking the seat and maybe even in Summer House a bit, is like Andy's getting really involved in the storylines and he has to remember he's not a cast member, he's the host. And so he really shouldn't have an opinion or a side, but sometimes, and especially in Jersey, and I've seen it in this first part, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping he reigns that in, is he's really kind of like speaking his decision and his mind a little bit too much. Like I think calling somebody on like, hey, actually, we have footage of you doing this thing, so you can't lie about it right now. I think that's one thing, because that's what his hosting duty should be. But when he's interjecting, even when he said to Danielle and Rachel, like, personally, I thought it was a dumb fight, you know? And it's like, I don't know if he should be having those kinds of opinions as the host. And 
you know, ultimately maybe that led to their truce and their peace, but there, there, I don't have a great example of like where I felt like it went too far, but there was, I, I made a note of it because I was like, he really just, he interjects himself a little bit too much into these um, storylines where he wasn't there and he's not part of the life. And so he kind of needs to just play host a little bit more. Um, and we've already talked about him yelling and it's like, it's not a good look. And I know he was on an interview and he was talking about how, um, he's like, I don't like it. Every time I yell at a housewife in a reunion and I get frustrated and I yell, he's like, I don't like it. I instantly, you know, apologize to them and I know it's a bad look. So I'm glad that he's acknowledging it at least now he just needs to, you know, walk that walk. So anyways, that is our, uh, that is our episode. Um, we covered a lot of ground. I feel like, you know, it's a very long episode, but a lot of things to talk about. And so, um, more reunions to come, uh, this Thursday will be our finale and conclusion of Vanderpump Rules, our three-part coverage on the, uh, reunion. And, um, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer that was released after, uh, the episode aired, but they say like, wait until the final five minutes and we get like a clip of a Raquel confessional where the producers say, are you ready to tell, are you ready to tell the truth? And so I think that's what, you know, we've all been kind of waiting for when uh, one of the executive producers had mentioned that there's something that is revealed that none of the other cast knows. so I think that's what we're going to learn. We know now it's going to be in the final five minutes, but I can't wait. Although I'm not getting my hopes up because there's a lot of wild theories about what it's going to be. And um, Andy was on Bitch Sash, uh, another podcast covering Real Housewives, um, which if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're listening to that. Um, but uh, but he was on Bitch Sash and they asked him, like, what is it? And he seemed very confused. And he was like, um, yeah, I don't think that there's anything too wild. I mean, he's like, there is stuff that, like, has never been talked about on the show or that we've seen yet. But he's like, but nothing that I think is going to break the internet. So I don't know if I, like, feel like we're moving in the right direction. I feel like we are all online speculating way too big. And this is going to be much smaller than we think. So But that uh, recap episode is coming this Thursday, and then we'll be back next Monday with more uh, coverage on these explosive reunions. So that's our show for today. Don't forget to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Gist. And you can follow me at CM Vetrano on all the socials. Uh, But until the next time, thanks so much for listening, and we will talk soon. Bye.